Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Automatically keeps out the sounds you don't want to hear so you can listen to your music. And lowers your music to let in the sounds you do need to hear. Hi there. Hi, what can I get you? I'll have a strawberry mango coconut probiotic smoothie with wheatgrass. Anything else? Extra wheatgrass. Here you go. AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Available on AirPods Pro second generation when enabled. The brilliant EQE SUV from Mercedes-Benz available with digital light technology. So smart, even the headlamps are thinking. The vehicle's all electric. The feeling is all Mercedes. Learn more. MBUSA.com slash EQE SUV. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for that challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like the full lineup of Yokohama tires. Go to TireRack.com slash Dan. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will be shipped fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com slash Dan. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. April age of 23 as he picked up the win at Harding Park over the weekend. More phone calls coming up. 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address, dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at DP Show. Say good morning to those watching on youtube.com slash the Dan Patrick Show, where you can watch the special Sports Emmy show tonight featuring the Dan Patrick Show. We're going to have uh, about an hour, hour and a half of material there, at least we hope. Red carpet, uh, you know, celebrity interviews here. We're going to get all dressed up. And you can tune in to watch us watch us lose the sports Emmy as we go for a three-peat. All right, um, speaking of the Emmy, Seth in Florida has something for us on that. Hi, Seth. What do you have for me today? Oh, hey, Dan. Good morning. Thanks Good. for taking my call. Sure. Hey, I just want to announce 61214. Right. Thank you. <laughs> I wanted to give a shout-out to everyone on chat row and also just wish you guys good luck on the Emmys tonight. Hopefully you win. You deserve it. Well, thank you, Seth. Sure. Thanks a lot, Dan. And I just wanted to honor Qualcomm if I have a chance. <laughs> Thank you. We always do. I might honor Qualcomm if we win tonight. That I want to give thanks <laughs> to him. <laughs> How about that? Today, obviously. Today we're, we're honoring and, and supporting uh, Qualcomm. <clears throat> Matt Harvey. He will always have a special spot in my heart. In the history of this show. Obviously, he, today is yeah. uh, Qualcomm. Yeah. God, I wish Matt Harvey would have lived up to the expectations and gone to the Hall of Fame. Just so he'd get up there and say, uh, it's a great honor today, but I'm here to honor Qualcomm. Obviously. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> the obviously is the one that got me. Like, of course. Because like, you already know this. Yeah. Like, Dan, you're having me on so I can honor Qualcomm, obviously. Honor and support Qualcomm. Yes, yes, Paul. My favorite was, the setting is, Matt Harvey was rumored to be having Tommy John surgery to end his season. And we had gotten the first interview with him. Now Qualcomm set up the interview. You decide to ask him about Tommy John surgery. Is he having How's his elbow? He goes, well, we'll, we'll discuss that another time. You're like, this is the biggest story in all of sports. <laughs> yeah. The, there's not going to be another time. 
I'm here to honor Qualcomm, not talking about getting Tommy John surgery, obviously. That was I did one of the, all those answers yesterday, and and you know maybe at the appropriate time we can <laughs> we can talk a little bit more about that. But uh, obviously, uh, you know today is about Qualcomm. I wish you would have said so. Let me get this straight. You think you were coming on to just talk yeah, for 10, 15 Qualcomm. minutes about Qualcomm? Yeah, on a national sports talk show. Yeah, that's all we were going to ask you any sports related questions about you or your arm or the Mets or anything. Yeah, the, the the dark night. He was in the dark on what the hell he was supposed to be doing when he come on. See, it's quid pro quo. You have a product. You want to talk about the product? I want some things that I want to ask you. Like, are you going to have Tommy John surgery? I'm just here to honor Qualcomm and support. And then we quickly got him back on the show the next day. I remember as he is saying this, that he maybe at the appropriate time we'll talk about this. I'm looking at Todd. I am staring bullets right at Todd. I'm going, you got to be kidding me. Yeah, that's not a good look to get. And then all of a sudden we got this wave of emails from PR people. We're so sorry. I'm thinking, did somebody not prep him on how this worked? He had never done this before. Or we just needed some kind of note saying, you know, it's all it all has to be about Qualcomm. <laughs> you could ask him one question that's baseball related. And then we could decide, you know what, maybe we don't do that interview. It would have been funny to just say, no, no tell me more about Qualcomm. You know, because my audience really wants to know about Qualcomm. And then when he's ready to go, no, 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 I need to give me some more things about Qualcomm that you love so much. Yeah, see, there are just all of these little hidden gems like, yeah, like he's like you said, uh, you know, uh, we'll answer those questions at the appropriate time. <laughs> like there is no more appropriate time to discuss that topic than right now <sighs> or just that it's just the choice of the word to honor and support Qualcomm. Yeah. It's just fascinating because I'm here to honor. I don't know if I can support Qualcomm, though, but I'm, I'm, I'm here to honor Matt. Yes, McLovin. I think Qualcomm adds something to it because none of it, it was still to this day, none of us have any idea what they do. <laughs> so, like, if it was a company, like, if I'm here to honor, like, I don't know, like, uh, Dairy Queen, then we could be like, okay, but Qualcomm, I, you could tell me more. Do you know what they do still? I'm not sure. Are they like uh, semiconductors? AT&T or something like that? No, or? that's a whole other company, I think. Is it? No, they don't do that. I don't, what, I don't know what Qualcomm I think does. Information technology, it's a very vague term. <laughs> Their stock is through the roof, though, I can tell you that. If you just let Matt Harvey tell us more, we would know. I know, you're right. My bad. I, I had the audacity to cut him off. <laughs> what a funny twist. I know. I know. We could have all invested in Qualcomm. We would have all known about Qualcomm yeah. and invested in it. Yeah. <laughs> We'd only let the men speak. My bad. Hey, that's my bad. I should have let Matt Harvey speak on Qualcomm. I apologize. That's on me. That's why we don't win sports Emmys, because I don't let the guests talk. You know, it's all about me. Uh, Brent in Texas joins us. Good morning, Brent. What is on your mind? Hey, Dan, I've got a good feeling about tonight. No show more deserving uh, quality interviews, the Rex Chapman interview, the Kareem interview, uh, and then countless other moments like Todd leaving the mic on when you're interviewing Marv Albert. Uh, you guys are awesome. I got a good feeling about tonight. And then an idea for you to celebrate when you win tonight okay. uh, to convert McLovin into a Beatles fan forever. Get, the champagne on ice is good. I heard you mention that, but yep. also beer steins. For everyone, fill them with beer and queue up the Beatles' Yellow Submarine. Celebrate. All right. Well, thank you, Brent. Seton, do you have the sound? The 79 is the new 78. Todd. So, I'll be watching it. I hope it gets off. I think that 
So, 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 so Marv bad. Albert's talking about the the playoffs, the bubble, and Todd leaves his microphone. It wouldn't on. have been that terrible. It still would have been bad if I, just the laugh got out there. But then I continued to talk with the microphone. Well, then you go. Oh, it's a good line. Play it again. Here's here's Todd interrupting Marv Albert. The '79 is the new '78. You realize? <laughs> <laughs> Todd. So oh, uh, I have my mic. Yeah, I'll be Todd. I'll be watching it. I hope it gets off. I think that. And he goes, I have my mic. As he says, my. He you turn off. off your mic when you're telling us that you have your mic on. Terrible. But anyway, I'm just going to keep going because I'm not really sure what the hell's going on <laughs> yeah. here. Yeah, Marv has no idea what's going on. Rolling. No idea. Maybe that's how we win the Emmy. Like, like the people who look at the tape, you know, tapes for the committee and they go, you know what? That's going to win the Emmy right there. But the blooper reels, they usually, like when you're doing TV shows and movies, those are taped things that, you know, you know, they're not live things happening like that. Oh, man. Well, we'll have fun tonight. Win or lose, we're going to have fun tonight, and we hope you can join us for uh, the special watch party at Sports Emmys. I don't even know what the food is. I told the big German to just get some food, get uh, everybody gets a bottle of champagne, only to be opened after we win. If we don't win, we're going to save it for next year. And then we'll just uh, we'll, we'll put it away. But if we, we, we win, everybody gets a bottle of champagne and uh, you can do with it what you want. You can pour it on one another if you want to. Uh, Greg Sankey joined us in the first hour, the SEC commissioner, and doesn't sound like you know there's any real hesitation with him in what he thinks is going to happen. Um, this is what he had to say about, I, I started out by saying, how does he feel about SEC football this morning? How do you feel about uh, the SEC and fall football today? No, it's a roller coaster ride uh, today. Probably uh, better. We had uh, some really healthy dialogue with athletics directors and with our presidents and chancellors. Really, information because we've made decisions to avoid some of the time pressures that I, I sense others are feeling. We've not had our players in helmets and pads for full practices. We've spread our preseason preparation out. We've moved our kickoff back to allow our universities to get back uh, to kind of their normal fall semester order, give some time to think for things to settle out. So, uh, you know, I felt good on Friday and then a little bit of tumult over the weekend. And we're going to keep working day to day to see if we can uh, provide opportunities for student athletes to compete. That's Greg Sankey, the commissioner of the SEC. And oftentimes, you know, a crisis provides new and unexpected opportunities. You look at the radical changes in workplaces around America, people who never dreamed of working from home, now spend all day on Zoom. This week in college football, that could transform the sport for years to come when you think about it. And one aspect that seems to be changing is the player empowerment. Here is Trevor Lawrence, the Clemson quarterback, and his decision to want to play. Everyone thought about it just with everything going on. But, I mean, since I've made the decision to, to play, I hadn't thought about it again. You know, that's my decision. I'm committed. Uh, I want to play my last my last year here. You know, if that's if that's what I decide to do, it's my third year. I even have another one, so I think people are forgetting I got four years. So um, I'm just just ready to have have a great year and be a part of this team. We're super pumped. Um, I mean, like I said, me and Travis are definitely here. We're committed to playing. And um, but yeah, I mean that's that's the thing is once I decide I'm playing, that's my mind's off of that. Um, but yeah, I mean like you, you said, people say I should sit out, and then after this past year. Everyone's saying all the stuff I got to work on. So at some point, you got to make decisions for yourself. I'm just excited to play football. The statement that he put out included a call to form a college players association. 
you know, part of the problem with all of this is there's so much misinformation, uncertainty, and you have a president of the NCAA who has passed the buck. He is nowhere to be found. And you don't have players who have, they have rights, but they don't have somebody representing them. Players tried to form a union back in 2014. That was shot down. And now you have a powerful platform with social media. President Trump even retweeted one of uh, Trevor Lawrence's messages. Players might realize that they have the power right now. And it's players, coaches, and athletic directors who are aligned right now. It's the presidents who aren't aligned with that group. But players could emerge as a more organized and effective group as we move forward here. But the Big Ten is meeting, I guess is still meeting. They were going to meet at 1030 Eastern, the presidents. And I guess the vote is for canceling the season or trying to postpone it to the spring or maybe delay the season. Uh, what happened yesterday caught a lot of people off guard, including the reaction that the presidents got in the Big Ten with people wanting to know the outrage of, wait, why is it the SEC and the ACC are planning on football and we can't play football? The Pac-12, I think Pac-12 is going to shut it down. Maybe they delay it to the spring. But if I'm, if I'm a first-round draft pick, I'm not playing football in the spring. If I'm a first or second round, I'm just not going to risk that um, in the spring. And I think you'll find a lot of players who would opt out and just not play. If you get hurt in October, you got time. You get hurt in February or March, you don't have time on your side. And some of these other small conferences, they, they can afford that luxury. And it would be a luxury to be able to play spring football and maybe you get uh, some TV eyeballs and you get some revenue there. But I don't know where we're going to be in, in the spring. You know, Remember when we talked about the second wave of the pandemic that was going to hit sometime in the fall? I don't know if that's still a case, still true. I guess it's still a possibility. I don't know what's going to happen in the spring either. But you know, we're still looking for uh, answers here. It feels like the SEC has the answers they want to be able to play. Uh, I heard from somebody about Notre Dame football yesterday and said Notre Dame is ready to go. Very, 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 very few tests. Maybe just a couple of positive tests there at Notre Dame. Classes have started, so you got you know students on campus with your football team. Uh, I don't know about the Big 12. And I don't know if Bob Bowlesby, the uh, commissioner, when he is set to talk to the presidents. I, I don't know when that is uh, going to happen. And I haven't heard anything about the other ACC schools, just Notre Dame. Uh, Robert in Georgia joins us. Hey, Robert, what do you have for me today? Yeah, I was wondering, you know, you have the, uh, if you have the, the SEC and the ACC is the only two conferences that play, once they play and determine their champions, why couldn't they put together a game between those two teams? And, I mean, go back the last 15 years. How many teams outside of the SEC and the ACC have won the national championship? Oh, I don't you – know, I'm sure that's on the uh, table here, Robert. Yeah. Thanks for the phone call. I mean, yes. If, if I'm the SEC and the ACC and we're the only ones playing football and we have our conference winner, we can say that we have our national championship game there. And I don't know if anybody would really argue at that point. But, yeah, I think, I think there are – Everything is on the table. The question is, when do you start taking things off the table? That's what I'm curious about. Kevin in Illinois joins us. Hi, Kev. What do you have for me? 
Hey, Dan. Uh, just wanted to comment uh, on the Scott Frost interview. Yeah. Uh, I'm a former Iowa State Cyclone that played against Nebraska back when we were in the Big Eight. Just wanted to say that nobody really cares about Nebraska football. Well, thank you, Kevin. Nationally, they don't. Locally, they do. Nationally, they don't. But thank you, Kev. I'm a diehard fan. I just want to say I don't agree with you. <laughs> oh. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if Nebraska wants to secede from the Big Ten, all right, go get them. Uh, but this, this isn't Tom Osborne. Uh, Josh in North Carolina, then we'll take a break. Hey, Josh. Hey, Dan. How are you guys doing? Thanks for taking the call. Sure. Um, six feet, 240. Thank you very much. Um, I just wanted to tell you guys, uh, wish you a lot of luck tonight for your sports Emmy. And if for no other reason, it's definitely, and I can't remember which one of the Danettes basically told Kevin Costner he was at the end of his line, and he's now the number one show, number one streaming show on TV with Yellowstone. So I know. I, 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 I saw that. Thank you, Josh. That was Paulie who called out Kevin Costner. I don't think you said that Kevin was at the end of his line. No. Like that sounded like he was dying. I, I think I said something when, when you were in the mid-80s and you were at your peak, <laughs> and he stopped me right there. He dropped an F-bomb on you. Yeah, that was pretty cool. I watched Field of Dreams just again the other day. Oh, Everyone loves that movie. God. It's got a lot of legs. It's going to be around forever. But I was wondering, when you're getting pitched Field of Dreams, when they're pitching you, you're at your peak of stardom, do you ever think, this could be really silly? What do you think I peaked? What are you talking about? No, no, about? but like you were... We can't do that. Yeah, we can't. No offense. I mean, you just okay, Paulie. You can't say that, and you can't say. Wow. That. Did you see what he said to me? <laughs> Did you see what he said to me? You're Kevin Costner, one of the most successful actors yeah. in American history. Yeah. Well, you think I peaked? <laughs> what the bleep? <laughs> That's a wild day. Yeah. He got us, though. He definitely got everybody in the room for sure. Oh, they're like, whoa, oh, my God, he's mad? Oh, no. I, I, okay. I know. He was nice later. I, 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 I think he wanted to. He signed the, uh, the poster over there. Was that Field of Dreams, that poster that's over there on the wall? And he, and he called me Danny. He said, call me Danny. Yes, he. He was like the kind of dude that came in um, and was so immediately comfortable that I thought that you and him must have known each other for twenty years, and that like, oh, I just sometimes you forget that like you know people, yeah. you know, and oh, you guys, you've probably known him. I was thinking, yeah, now that I think about it, he's probably Dan's probably known Kevin Costner for like twenty years, and I had never met him. That's crazy. But he had known me from Sports Center, and I think because of that, it's always that. That's a weird thing when you allow somebody into your house. You feel like you know them, and we were there every night. And you, we could be in your bedroom, we could be in your basement, your living room. So you allowed us in, and there's always this feeling of like people will walk up and they'll just start a conversation because they feel like they know me. Like I, hey, like hey Dan, I got this question. Like it doesn't. Hey, um, it's nice to meet you. They're like, hey DP. Yeah. <laughs> they go right into a question. Like, you know, there's no formalities whatsoever because, you know, you've allowed me into your car or in your home. And, I, you know, that's you get that relationship there. Yeah, Paul. Yeah, we talked about this before, but when you did the, the 11 o'clock Sports Center in the 90s, there was not a lot of sports centers after that. They would replay it over and over again. So yeah. you were on seven or eight times 
overnight for people to see it. So nobody, no sports fan at night didn't see your and Keith Sports Center, or you and Rich Eisen and or Kenny Main for hours and hours on end. Yeah. Yeah, you would have the uh, the re-air in the morning. So I do Sunday night, and then that would re-air all morning long. Ryan Day, the Ohio State head coach, says canceling football right now would be a mistake. I, I understand when coaches have this philosophy, this mindset. You want to coach. You want to play. But you also want somebody else to be the bad guy and cancel it. You're not, I don't know how many coaches have said the following. We shouldn't be playing football. In the Power Five conferences, because it's not good for recruiting your image. Uh, but if the president wants to, we don't know who the president is at these universities. But the head coach or athletic director, we know. And I think that's what's happening right now. Hey, Scott Frost wants to play. Of course he wants to play. I'm sure the athletic director wants to play. The team wants to play. But does the president want to play? Maybe. Sounds like it. But are they going to be able to play? And I don't know. I really am curious that what is going on with this Big Ten president's vote that's going on right now. I'd love to just understand, you know, the dialogue of somebody who's pro and somebody who's, you know, against playing football. And then juxtapose that with the Pac-12. I haven't heard anybody say anything other than it doesn't sound like Pac-12 is going to play. I haven't even heard coaches say, we want to play or we plan on playing. And maybe they have in local markets, but I haven't heard that. We'll take a break. He won the PGA Championship on Sunday at the ripe old age of 23. Colin Morikawa will join us coming up next. More phone calls as well. 21 after the hour, Dan Patrick Show. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Dan Patrick Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. We were just talking about spring training, 
playing baseball, going to baseball games, playing softball. And I just brought back that taste when you're there at a spring training game and you get to have a Miller Lite. It's a warm afternoon, Scottsdale, Arizona. Beer here! Paula used to be a beer vendor. I was a beer vendor at Scottsdale Stadium and I slung Miller Lite. So I was just throwing them out. Okay. Not literally. Okay. But just that cold, refreshing taste. The crack? Yes. Not the crack of the bat. Which is better, crack of the bat's crack of the beer can? I'd crack of the beer. Absolutely. (laughs) Miller Lite. It tastes like beer. How about that? That's why I reach for a Miller Lite. And you should, too. They've been doing this since 1975. The original light beer. Everybody else is just trying to imitate them. Less filling, only 96 calories. Times change, but you can always enjoy the great taste of Miller Lite. Tastes like Miller time. Miller Lite. Get it delivered to your door. Visit MillerLite.com slash Patrick. Or you can pick up some Miller Lite pretty much anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories, 3.2 carbs per 12 ounces. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. I love when we, the media, make a story out of a non-story. Julian Edelman saying nice things about Cam Newton, saying, you know, hey, we basically are moving on from Tom, which is true. They are moving on. from. I hope they're moving on from Tom Brady. But uh, Julian Edelman, the Patriots wide receiver, talking about Cam Newton. He's a specimen for sure. Uh, You know, when you first meet him, just his stature the dude is large, put together well, and he's got a great energy. Um, he's, got, he's got a great energy about himself. Uh, I was really uh, impressed with you know, his work ethic and uh, his mindset. <laughs> sounds, sounds like he's kind of crushed, got a crush on Cam Newton there. His stature when you see him in person. Will you accept this, Rose? <laughs> You know, it's like, oh, my God, Edelman, he's moved on from Tom Brady. Yeah, yeah, yes. I hope he has. He better. Uh, Andy in Atlantic City. Hey, Andy, what do you have for me today? Hey, DP, long-time uh, viewer or listener. Six foot two forty-five. Uh, you had a previous caller mention about fans and made me think of the question, what's uh, the mothership going to do with, with regard to college game day and whatnot if there's no season and I can't see it happening. I I don't know how you can send out. I mean, there's such a large group of people that are attached to college game day. And then to have the students then all congregate there behind, you know, they're all shoulder to shoulder there. I I can't see college game day going on the road. Uh, Brad in North Carolina. Hi, Brad. What do you have for me? Hey, DP. Um, 
let me apologize up front for my disloyalty from the program, but I did step away for about half an hour to watch Mac Brown's uh, weekly press conference on Zoom. And uh, just coming off your interview with uh, Commissioner Sankey, uh, I feel like based on what Mac Brown conveyed to the media, ACC is in lockstep with SEC, and they're full bore going forward with this at this point. So, anyway, always love the show. Good luck tonight, guys. Thank you, Brad. And we did call for uh, Mac Brown. Love to have Mac on talk about this. But, yeah, I was told that the ACC and SEC weren't wavering, that the Big 12 was, and that the Big 10 and Pac-12 were going to be canceling. But this was a vote that took place on Sunday. Now, was it an official vote? I don't know. Maybe we're dealing with semantics. It felt like that vote got out because I knew who the two presidents were that wanted to play football. And that's Nebraska and I was president. There was a vote. What they were going to do with that vote, I have no idea. You can vote to cancel the season, but they didn't cancel the season. They just voted. And then they were going to make the announcement today. Now you have another meeting with these presidents. I don't know if they're going to delay. I don't know if they're looking at spring football. I don't know if they're looking at canceling. But I would be, I would be really surprised at this point if the Pac-12 has football. All right, uh, let's take a break from the football. Uh, we'll get more phone calls here as well. He's uh, Colin Morikawa, and I uh, had a chance to talk to him yesterday. And he's uh, had quite a 24-hour period there after winning the PGA Championship. And I asked him, how did he celebrate Sunday night after winning the PGA Championship? Uh, You know, we just had some drinks after the round at the course. Um, I I really didn't sleep. I had in and out this couple hours ago, (laughs) and I just absolutely tore through a couple burgers. Um, (laughs) I'm living off a lot of adrenaline right now. I'll tell you that. When did you realize that you could win this thing? Um, seriously, after the end of Saturday, um, even before Saturday's round, you know, I felt like if I had a good round, I could really make a charge. Um, and and being not in that leading spot, but being a couple behind starting Sunday, I thought, you know, shoot, it's anyone's chance. You know, after I looked at the leaderboard on 12, it was a nice large party of us at 10 under. Um, so you just kind of had to, to take it in and, and tell yourself, you know, this is your time. You're not going to get, you know, an opportunity like this to, to really separate yourself. Um, and I, I just had to take any opportunity I got. It's one thing to play the course. It's another thing to play it when it's souped up PGA standard wise. So you played it before, but the biggest difference between when you played it before as an amateur to playing it for a PGA championship was what? Oh, I mean, everything. It was a completely different course. Other than the layout of what it looks like, you know, visually, you talk about the tees being all the way back. Some of the holes I had never played all the way back from those tees. The rough was way longer than I've ever seen it. So fairways were that much more important. Uh, pins were way tougher. So I think from tee to green, everything was just a, a completely different course. So even though I knew it, I had to come out and and be prepared and not get lazy with all my prep work, you know, Monday through Wednesday or Tuesday through Wednesday, really. I know that people are going to focus on 16, but I went back and I I think you had a par save very early, maybe first hole, and then you had a chip in as well. And I, you know, you just start to look at these pieces. It's a jigsaw and you put them all together. And I know that you hit six, you know, that shot on 16 will be talked about for decades, but it was the other ones that kind of fill in the gray area there that if you don't have those, then 16 might not matter. 
Absolutely. And you hit it spot on the, the par putt at one and the par putt at six that were, you know, roughly 25, 30 feet um, saved my round. If I started making bogey on hole one while everyone else is making birdies, um, I already kicked myself in the, in the foot and then, you know, I'm already one step behind, if not two. And I, I would have had to do that much more work to catch up, you know, so those par saves were huge to keep the momentum going. Um, obviously after one, but you know, on six, I was already two under and going into holes eight and nine, those are some of the toughest holes on the course. So you just want to try and get out there with par. Um, so, you know, yeah, 16 is going to be one of the most memorable drives. I think the putt was almost more important than the drive. Um, yes, you know, I had to get my drive there, but <laughs> I had to make that putt. The putt had to go in, uh, or else those last two holes could have been a little different. What did the ball feel like when it left your driver on 16? <laughs> Uh, there's nothing to describe it. You know, it just felt right. And I I think that's what all golfers, whether, you know, they've played golf or not, they know when they hit that one really good shot, that that's what it's like. Um, and I hit it exactly how I wanted all my caddy and I were praying for was a good bounce. And, uh, you know, you just got to have luck on your side and thankfully I did. And from that point on, you know, we weren't even paying attention to where the ball was rolling. We just knew it was on the green. Everybody talked about the Bombers and they were going to take advantage of that golf course. And then I kept thinking, I didn't, I remember watching you at Cal in the NCAA tournament. And I didn't remember you hit it, you know, extraordinarily long. And then I went back and I said, your average is around 290 something, I think. So the, that was a perfect hole for your driver. Like you didn't have to amp it up. You didn't have to dial it back down. It was like, if I hit it 290 or 292, I'm pretty good here. Yeah, it was, it was made for me. It was made for, you know, the cold weather, the 295 hitters. Um, you know, I played with Cameron Champ, and he's definitely one of oh. the longest hitters on tour. Yeah. And he's got to hit this little small little slice. Um, and I'm just, you know, stepping up there, and all I got to do is hit a normal drive. I don't have to do anything special. Um, so those holes kind of fit my eye, you know, the same thing, 14 at Muirfield, same exact, you know, kind of distance wise, I just have to hit a normal driver and I'm right there. Um, but you know, I'm glad you said it like that. I'm not a long hitter, but I'm glad you didn't say I'm a short hitter. I always <laughs> think of myself as just average. <laughs> well, if you do anything just average, it might be that Colin, everything else that you're doing is, is above average. And then you look around. So there's no fans. At what point do you notice that Steph Curry is following you? Yeah, no, I'm a huge sports fan. Um, so I, I started seeing him on the eighth green. I saw him on nine T and my caddy didn't even recognize him. You know, well, I mean, he did, but I, I pointed him out. I'm, I'm pretty observant, <laughs> especially with no fans out there. You can kind of tell who is who, even with a hat and a mask on. Um, and Steph was awesome. You know, to have him come in the media center after and ask me a question. Um, he's just an awesome dude. And just an amazing basketball player, too, obviously. But you had to tell him that you're not a Warriors fan. Absolutely not. And, you know, I'm, I'm an LA guy at heart. I love the Lakers. I love the Dodgers. That's what I breathe. Um, so, you know, our, our tailor-made bag was a Giants, Giants themed golf bag. On the inside, it said Giants sweep and dynasty printed from magazines when the, you know, the Giants had won the World Series. Um, so, you know, I almost don't want to touch the bag anymore. I don't want to look at it. It doesn't belong in my house. Um, and to be honest, it won't be in my house. Wait, ever. wait, but who picked out the bag for you? To, I know it's the Bay Area, but you're a Dodger fan. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I think the tailor-made guys just wanted to go with the theme of, 
of being in San Francisco. Um, so, you know, I'm just saying the, the U.S. Open is going to be in L.A., I think at Los Angeles Country Club in a few years. Uh, I, I better see something, some blue and white out there. Uh, if I don't, I'm going to be a little mad. When did you know you could play with these guys? Oh, man. Um, you know, I, I played, I was very fortunate to have a sponsor's invite to, you know, now Corn Ferry event when I was heading into my sophomore year of college between that summer of freshman and sophomore year. Um, I had just made the cut on the number. I shot 63, 63. I just saw a number looking at all, all these little tweets and Instagram things um, to get into a playoff. And that's when I knew what's so different about what I'm doing compared to what these guys are doing other than, you know, the opportunities they're getting. Um, I, I still wanted to finish up college. You know, I wanted to get my degree. I got my degree in four years at the high school business, an awesome program. Very fortunate to, to be a, you know, a graduate from there. But, you know, once that had happened and seeing all my amateur career and looking at the wins, I knew that I was meant to, to play golf and I knew that this is what I wanted to do. And it was all about getting these chances to play out there. Who have you heard from since you won that might surprise us? Um, that might surprise you. Uh, you know, there's a lot of golfers that have texted me. Um, I've gotten to know Max Pacioretty pretty well, uh, hockey player for the Golden Knights. Um, he's been a pretty cool guy that I've been able to play with quite a few times over this quarantine uh, out here in Las Vegas. Uh, he, he obviously reached out. Um, someone that I never would have thought, you know, I had met, uh, Marco Mira. You know, oh. two very different, you know, age, uh, two very different time periods of our golf. But I was able to meet him out here in Vegas, um, and we got to play a few times. And he's, he's a an amazing guy. person because great guy. You know, he lived through all that through Tiger's prime. You know, yeah. Tiger used him as a learning experience, and that's what I'm trying to do with all these other guys: is just learn as much as I can, figure out what they're doing, what makes them great, and kind of work that into you know what, what's going to make me great. What was it like the first time you go up to Tiger, whether it's on the practice range, uh, introduce yourself? Are you ner do you have to have somebody introduce you so you're, you're nervous about doing that? Um, you know, I was a little nervous, but, you know, I was, I was very fortunate enough to, uh, you know, we, we've got the same agency. Um, so my, Mark Steinberg helped me, you know, introduce my, myself to him. Okay. Uh, but the first time I played with him, he obviously went to Stanford. I went to Cal, huge rivals. <laughs> uh, I still have a go bears, uh, yardage book cover in my back left pocket. So we tee off at Torrey Pines first round on a Thursday. We both stripe ours down the middle. I'm walking right in front of him and he looks at me and he laughs and he just gives me a little smirk. He's like, go bears. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> I'm like, Oh my God. Like, and, but you know, that's what makes I think professional athletes and just, you know, you put them on another level of just being a normal person and to have him say that to me just allowed me to just, you know, dive a little deeper into being, you know, a friend of tiger, not just a competitor that I see out on the golf course, you know? So uh, that, that's one of the coolest stories I have with them for sure. Well, it was great to watch and certainly uh, cool under fire there. And uh, congratulations. Uh, we appreciate your time, Colin. Thanks so much. Uh, I appreciate you guys having me on here today. That's your PGA champ, and he's only 23 years of age. Got a chance to be a star. Got a charisma, smile, the way he played. He, and he's not a bomber. You know, these other guys, most of that leaderboard was bombers. And, you know, he's hitting at 290.
and he's probably in the middle of the field when it comes to uh, average distance there. But um, what he did when he needed to do it, that's what you want. I always loved, you know, when Tiger would win those championships, it was just he was he was so large. He was looming so large, and you had everybody who just fell apart. And so he would win by guys just not playing well, too. Whereas here's Colin who just said, hey, I kind of looked around the leaderboard and said, I can win this thing, and then went and did it. Uh, and it's not like guys didn't play well down the stretch. He just played great. And that driver on 16 will be a shot that will be replayed the rest of his life. Take a break. Last call for phone calls. We'll tell you what's in store tomorrow. And, uh, of course, the big party tonight, the watch party at 830 Eastern. I got to give the backroom guys a lot of credit because they pulled this together that, you know, we had a rehearsal yesterday and uh, all of these elements for the uh, watch party, the sports Emmy watch party tonight at 830 Eastern. Go to Dan Patrick or YouTube.com slash the Dan Patrick show. We'll take a break. Close up shop after this. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live every day at YouTube.com slash The Dan Patrick Show. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Embrace the new year with a new style of whiskey. Keeper's Heart, the official whiskey of the Dan Patrick Show, brings together the smoothness of Irish whiskey with the boldness of American whiskey. It's a new style of whiskey and perfectly balanced taste experience. In just two years, Keeper's Heart has already earned over 130 awards. They must have just won 10 more because last week it was 120. Everybody is finding out about the world's best Irish whiskey. They have that prestigious title. Now, the legendary distiller is Brian Nation. He's the one who started Jameson and uh, Red Breast Whiskey. So he comes over to the United States and he creates this in two years. They are an award-winning team. Machine. And as we approach St. Patty's Day, no better choice than Keeper's Heart to celebrate the occasion. The perfect blend of smooth Irish and bold American whiskeys creating a wonderfully balanced taste profile. Go to KeepersHeartWhiskey.com and use the code DAN24 for $10 off.
And remember, sip responsibly. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Got a call yesterday from a viewer. His name is Oakley Haynes, and his he and his wife just had a baby, and they weren't sure what to name their son. They were looking at the name Rush or Track, and I suggested Rush. And Oakley just emailed to say, I "Want to say thank you for taking my call." And we wound up naming our son Rush. Your input is what swung my wife in the direction of Rush. She was watching the comments from chat row while I was on the phone with uh, you and found it quite hysterical. Uh, So congratulations, Oakley, because he didn't have a name for the child yet. And you have to have a name before you can take him out of the hospital. And so they named it Rush. Oakley's a pretty good name, too. But uh, Rush, Rush Haynes. All right. uh, This day in sports history, Paulie, what do you have? One second. Oh, I thought that maybe you had this. Day I'm soaking up the name. Was was it not? It's not about the band at all, right? You're stalling, Paul. I am, okay. but it was not about the band at all. Todd, do you have a this day in sports history? I uh, had Johnny Bench was uh, his number five was retired. That was part of my scoreboard. Okay, on this day in history, and in 1991 on this date in history, uh, John Daly won the PGA Championship at the Crooked uh, Stick. Crooked uh, Stick Golf there. course by three strokes. All right. Thank you, Tom. Johnny Bench, John Daly, 5 and 91. Thank you, Tom. You like that accent? Where'd that come from? <laughs> I don't know where I don't it know came who from. I was <laughs> who would that be? I have no idea. I don't even know what that is. Joe Montana's on the show tomorrow. He is. Along with... I'm sorry. Your mic's oh, on. Oh, my mic's still on. <laughs> Had a Marv Albert moment. We're never going to win an Emmy Joe this Joe Montana's on the show tomorrow, along with Reggie Miller. 79 is the 78th. Todd. So, I'll be be watching it. I hope it gets on. I'll never figure out this whole thing. How can you screw up tonight with this sports Emmy? I'll figure something. All right. How about this is the guarantee? If we win the sports Emmy, I will thank and honor Qualcomm. (laughs) How about that? Holy cow. For our audience. I will. I'm just here to honor Qualcomm. Holy cow! Okay, you have my word. If we win the sports Emmy, now I want to win. I will say I'm just here to honor Qualcomm. Obviously, yeah, obviously. I think Qualcomm's got to step up and uh, be a sponsor here. I don't know what they do, but they should be sponsoring this show. Give us a box of Qualcomm. Give us a large box of Qualcomm. A couple of stock shares. Whatever it is. Whatever Qualcomm is, send us a couple of them. (laughs) (laughs) I'm in a box full. Yeah. Uh, I'd like four Qualcomms, please, to go. 
Uh, so the Sports Emmy party tonight is 8.30 Eastern on YouTube.com slash The Dan Patrick Show. We have the red carpet. The, the backroom guys have done a great job, and we hope to keep you entertained before we lose the Sports Emmy. Uh, Peacock, we're going to be moving there August 24th. We'll give you the details, that, uh, and it's free, and it's a great, great site. Uh, we're very, very happy to be in business with Peacock. Love the people there. And, uh, you know, they, they reached out to me and said, look, we're big fans of the show. We would love to have you. And I said, that sounds great. Um, and we've had an unbelievable audience on YouTube, and we do not want to lose you. We want to make sure that, you know, part of the agreement I had with Peacock is that it would be free. But I wanted to have more people to have access to this show. And that was one of the big reasons why I was doing it, because I'm so proud of what we've been able to do here in the last 12, 13 years. And just having people have the access to it was really important. Paulie, I've stalled long enough. Do you have this day in sports history? Yeah, Dan, it's a great one. Cincinnati Reds honored Major League All-Star <laughs> catcher Johnny Bench by retiring his uniform. Dan, number five. Do you know that? In 1984, they did that? Yeah. The Red Machine. Yeah. Your favorite team. We saw that coming. Player. Did John Daly do something on this day? I'm sure he did. And Babe Ruth, of course, hit his 500th home run because anytime it's summertime, Babe Ruth is in this day in sports history. Uh, Brian in D.C. joining us. Hi, Brian. What do you have for me today? Hey, man. How you doing? Good, sir. You guys did good. You guys did good. Another good job on the show. Um, just have a quick question for you. Are you guys going to do, like, the Sports Emmy shirt when you guys win? Just curious. Oh, I don't know. I, I don't know what that would look like. Let's see. What could we do? Uh, would it be me? So you put my head in the uh, where the uh, Emmy is? The woman? Well, no, that's weird because it's a woman. Her name's Emmy. Uh, yeah, I don't know. We'd have to work on that with the uh, T-shirt. I'll give it a shot. Yeah, McLevin. How about just a picture of the Emmy and thanks Qualcomm or something like that? Well, I don't want to go too deep with Qualcomm. But I will thank them with my acceptance speech tonight. Just here to honor Qualcomm. I'm really rooting for us to win now. <laughs> now, now you are. <laughs> yeah. Now you want us to win. Final results of the poll question, McLovin. Okay, I changed it up to which conference would you most want to see play in the fall? SEC won. Yeah. Pac-12 is sneaky number two Whoa. on this list. But oh. everyone's a distant second. Okay. Todd, what did you learn on today's program? You think we may be sleeping on the Mavericks, a potential tough out for the Clippers if they meet up with one another. Well, we keep talking about the Blazers being a tough out. Dallas is seems like they're playing pretty well. McLovin, what did you learn? It's what I didn't learn. What Qualcomm does. All right. Uh, Seton O'Connor. Greg Sankey, feeling good. Yeah, SEC commissioner. No issues whatsoever, it seems like. Paulo? You're going to order a couple boxes of Qualcomm for the studio. Yep, and champagne tonight. What did I learn, Todd? Colin Marikawa wasn't thrilled his bag had a San Francisco Giants (laughs) theme. He's a big Dodgers fan. What are you doing? What we learned brought to you by LegalZoom. You can start online. Network of independent attorneys provide advice when you need it. And since LegalZoom isn't a law firm, you don't have to leave your home. They don't bill you hourly. Visit LegalZoom.com today for more information. Talk to you tonight on YouTube.com slash The Dan Patrick Show. Well, one more item as we close out the show. I'm on a first-name basis with my Traeger grill. In fact, I just call him Trey. What's up, Trey? Go out there, take the covering off, and then all of a sudden we get started. And Trey will sometimes go, what are we, uh, we going to cook? What do you got? I said, well, I don't know. I might grill, I might smoke, I might bake, I might roast, braise, barbecue. I might do all those things. I got veggies, cocktails on there. How about a little brisket on there? What up, Trey? 
No matter what you choose to cook on your Traeger grill, you can be confident it's going to taste great. Plus, you love the Traeger Wi-Fi technology because that allows you to control the grill and monitor what you're cooking straight from your smartphone. So you can be in the kitchen, you can be anywhere, and you can just look at your phone and go, okay, temperature is where I want it to be. The internal temperature, it tells you everything. And you'll love the 100% hardwood fuel that gives that wood-fired flavor. Everything tastes great. Traeger, go to a Traeger dealer, or you can go online at TraegerGrills.com slash show. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Hey, hey, it's Malcolm Gladwell, host of Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Your elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive entirely its own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, Shoot that, shoot that! And even, Checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Owning a Mercedes-Benz EV isn't just extraordinary, it's extra easy. With full remote access to your vehicle from your phone via the Mercedes Mercedes Me Connect app. The vehicles are all electric. The feeling is all Mercedes. The choice is all yours. Learn more. MBUSA.com slash EQ.